Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go, find some place you know. You can use your words, use your hands. You can change the world. Just pretend, express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. And nowadays, us teenagers are proving every single day that we are leaders. Even at our young age, we're accomplishing a lot. Definitely. I mean, I never thought I'd be able to host an international radio show or write for the local paper. But every day, teens are accomplishing more and more. I know a lot of people go on charity trips, and some this wasn't all that common like two years ago or even five years ago. Yes, exactly. Our generation is full of bright, responsible leaders, and I've developed many of my leadership skills at youth conferences. So the most recent youth conference that I attended was in January for the presidential inauguration in Washington, D.C. That sounds really cool. I know friends who went there who said it was life-changing, but uh, recently I also attended a journalism youth conference conference. It was a convention for high school journalists all over the country and it happened in April so it was really recent and it was a great experience because I've never been to a convention. It was just fun to hang out with all sorts of people you never thought you'd ever meet and our field reporter Ryan Sim also went to a conference and he'd like to share his experience from Model United Nations Youth Conferences. So hi Ryan! Hi Yongju, hi Caitlin, how's it going? Hello! going good. Okay, so first I'd like to start with a little quote by Best Delegate, an MUN education company, which talked about how no matter how many UN conferences I attend, I'm always a little amazed because there are students who could be hanging out at home, 
watching TV or playing video games, and instead, they want to put on a suit, work on a weekend, and develop solutions to the world's most important problems. So this makes us ask ourselves what makes them want to do MUN, and what makes MUN worth teaching. Well, I remember personally my, my first experience attending my first MUN club meeting in freshman year. I was skeptical at first, but, and I was wondering how could pretending to be like the UN be fun at all? I was much more interested in these other activities like speech and debate and cross country. But as it turned out, I really got into MUN. I went to so many conferences and I realized how much I liked it. I participated in it more and more and I got to where I am today as an officer in the club. So there's a few things that make MUN unique. First, MUN teaches students about the world. With globalization happening and everything becoming more and more interconnected, it is incredibly important to become familiarized with the international community. No matter what kind of field you end up pursuing, you will undoubtedly come into contact with people across the globe and from different backgrounds. Second, MUN builds confidence and leadership skills. Many students who are initially scared to speak in front of a crowd have dramatically transformed after MUN and became confident, self-assured individuals. For example, one of the co-founders of Best Delegate went from someone who was too scared to speak even in front of the people at his first MUN conference to someone who could give the opening speech to the actual United Nations with over 3,000 people watching and with Secretary General Ban Ki-moon watching as well. But ultimately, what makes MUN so special are the relationships you can build up from it. At the last conference I attended, the Berkeley MUN conference, I was able to meet the delegates from the Pakistan national team. It was just so amazing to see and make friends with these people who you would never be able to see under normal circumstances. It is truly extraordinary to be able to have that sort of opportunity that just can't be found anywhere else and is exclusively in MUN. Simulating international organizations began even before the birth of the United Nations itself when students held a series of model League of Nations like sort of events in the 1920s. The MUN program is a successor to the student directed simulation of what preceded the UN itself, but it's not exactly documented on how the MUN actually began. And at my school, we do have a Model UN, but it's not a very popular event. Who exactly participates in Model United Nations? So the popularity of MUN is continuing to grow. Right now, it's not the most biggest <laughs> club like there are yeah. in like, speech and debate and yeah. these other sort of stuff. But today, more than 400,000 middle wow. school, high school, and college slash university students worldwide participate every year. Many of today's leaders in law, government, business, and the arts participated in MUN during their academic careers, from the U.S. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer and former World Court Justice Stephen M. Chauvel to actor Samuel L. Jackson, and former first daughter Chelsea Clinton is also an MUN veteran as well. Wow, well, how do I actually start a model United Nations at my school? Because I really think that it sounds like an awesome program, and I would love to get involved with it. Well, I do agree that MUN definitely should be started at your school because it's just so great. You know, it teaches the students about the world. It builds confidence and leadership skills, and it lets you be able to meet with people you normally wouldn't get to meet. So there are a few simple steps to starting an MUN program at your school. First, you should find a faculty advisor by asking teachers if they would be interested in helping you start an MUN program. It's just like any other sort of club, you ask a teacher to help sponsor you, ask a teacher to help you just 
support you as you try and start up this club. And then you need to recruit members and pick a day and time to meet. After you recruit these members, you should decide which conferences your group would like to attend. You probably shouldn't be going to the biggest and largest conferences first because if you do that when your club is just starting, you might not get the best results. It might be better to just go to the smaller conferences first and then work your way up. After you choose which conferences you want to go to, you should start holding meetings. You can choose whenever you want to hold these meetings. They can be regularly once a week or they can just be more, they can, you can have more intense meetings when you have the actual conference coming up pretty soon. And at these meetings, you can choose the other con conferences you want to attend. You can organize fundraising ideas and talk about any new information you may have received regarding these conferences, these fundraisings, and just about anyone in general. And how much work do you do in, on average for Model United Nations? Well, MUN is just like any sort of sport or any sort of activity you do. If you put a lot of work into it, then you're going to get good results. Mm. But if you don't put much work into it, you're not going to get that great results. Yeah. So what's your favorite part of Model United Nations? Well, as I said earlier, um, I first started MUN in my freshman year, and now I became an officer of the club. And what I really like to see, what one, one of my favorite parts about MUN it's just seeing the club grow and seeing these people who are part of the MUN club really get to know about these international events and be able to meet these students that they would never have been able to meet. Like, I never thought that I would meet someone who just came from Pakistan on the Pakistan national MUN team. That just seemed, that just completely blows my mind. Yeah, and um, what do you think the most rewarding experience was at a conference? Well, I'd say that one of the most rewarding experiences uh, that came as a result of me going to the most recent conference, Berkeley MUN, mm. was just when you first go in, you don't know anyone in the committee. Everyone is completely <laughs> new. Everyone's completely strangers. But at the end of the committee, you come out as friends. You come out as people who know one another because you've been stuck in the same little room <laughs> with each other for the past few days and you've gotten to know each other so well you've had to make negotiations you've you've all acted as world leaders and it's just so great because you get to know these people that you definitely never would have been able to meet in just regular ordinary life do you keep in touch with students from other countries or states oh definitely i keep in touch with these people from southern california that came up to berkeley to participate in the berkeley mun conference I also keep in touch with some of the people who came from the East Coast around the Massachusetts area who came to Berkeley MUN who wanted to participate in the MUN conference. That sounds really awesome. I know that it's really hard to keep in contact with people that you don't normally see, but it's really cool to see that you do. And how do you think MUN has impacted you? Well, I have to say that MUN has made me someone who can more effectively communicate with other people and it's also taught me the value of teamwork and being able to work together with other people to come up with solutions to these problems because problems like in the international community can't be solved individually you need to work together because ultimately if you work together with others that's the best way to solve these sorts of problems so i'd say that learning the value of teamwork and being able to communicate more effectively have been 
some of the most rewarding impacts on my life from MUN. Well, thank you for telling Kaylin and me all about Model UN, and I'll be sure to join next year after seeing how much it has impacted and helped you. I'm Young Juan. Yes, I'm definitely going to have to look into maybe starting one of my school because it sounds like a really interesting program. So thanks so much for sharing, Ryan. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and when we return, I'll be talking about a youth conference that personally impacted me. So I started my 501c3 just a month after attending my first youth conference. Stay tuned to hear more. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, links, gossip, and more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying tuned to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow, and I am very excited that today's theme is youth conferences because it's a topic that's very close to my heart for several different reasons. It all started when I was in sixth grade. I was nominated by a teacher at my school to attend the 2009 summer session of the Junior National Young Leaders Conference, or Junior NYLC for short. 
The program offers high-achieving middle school students the opportunity to learn about leadership. As I said last segment, I actually started my 501c3 nonprofit charity just a month after attending my first conference. I remember focusing on social advocacy that encouraged all the attendees to make a positive impact in their homes and communities once they left the conference. I always knew that I wanted to make a difference in the world, but I didn't know where to start. Junior NYLC definitely provided me the tools to be an effective leader, and after attending, I had that burning, fiery passion. I wanted to make an impact now. It didn't matter that I was only 12 years old at the time. Wow, it seems like you had such a great time. And what was your favorite part about attending youth conferences? Well, I definitely love the diversity. Unfortunately, my school isn't very diverse, but at these conferences, I have the opportunity to meet young people from all around the world of every race, religion, language, etc. And we're all there to learn and become better people. It's an amazing, amazing experience. I met people from all over the world, from Europe to, you know, South Africa and just all these different countries and areas of the world that I would have never been able to experience before. And of course, we all still have to keep in touch via Facebook and Twitter. And it's really, really neat knowing that I can still talk to them. And how many conferences have you attended so far? I honestly don't know the exact number. I've attended at least four, though, through the Congressional Youth Leadership Conference. Three of the four took place in Washington, D.C., whereas the fourth was a state conference that happened in Princeton, New Jersey. So each of the conferences were equally as amazing, but all of them have been really, really awesome experiences. And which one has been your favorite, if you could choose? (laughs) That one is pretty tough, but I definitely would have to go with the presidential inaugural conference just because I spoke about it briefly actually on a previous radio show and it was truly an incredible experience and it's a time that I'm really going to treasure the rest of my life. Whether you were a Democrat, Republican, Independent, at the inauguration we were all celebrating a peaceful transfer of power, which many countries unfortunately don't have. and. Also, the patriotism was literally at its peak. I have never seen so many American flags in my life, even at my town's 4th of July parade. Mm. I know we get pretty decked out in the whole flags and we're all waving on, but literally at this conference, we all had it and there was like thousands of us and we were all in the National Mall. So it was a really, really beautiful moment. But anyways, I also had the opportunity to meet Dr. Condoleezza Rice at this conference which was so inspiring. She is the former Secretary of State, so that was definitely a highlight. And also at the Presidential Inaugural Conference, there was a gala held at the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C., which, of course, I loved being (laughs) the girly girl that I am. I had the chance to dress up in a floor-length gown, which was very, very fun, because obviously I don't really do that too often. Yeah, that sounds really fun. I don't know how I feel about floor-length gowns. I'm really (laughs) short, but it does sound really fun. Um, And do you have any advice for someone attending their first conference? I would definitely say just to try to go with an open mind. I know that a lot of people get really nervous about having a roommate or being away from home for an extended period of time, but do not worry. With today's technology, your friends and family are only a click away. You can give them a phone call. You can FaceTime them if you have an iPhone, (laughs) Skype them, etc. There's so many different means of getting a hold of them, so I wouldn't be too, too nervous about that. Yeah, and how long was how long are most of these conferences? Well, I've attended conferences that 
go from a weekend to maybe a week and a half. I think the longest one that I went to was a little under two weeks. Um, but I know of conferences that have taken place even longer than that. But most of them you can usually choose. There will either be a short session or a long session. So if you are one of the people that are a little bit nervous about being away from home, you can always do a weekend program or mm-hmm. a week-long program rather than a program that will take a few weeks <laughs> long or part of your summer because I know that can be a little bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. And how do you sign up for these conferences or how do you find out about them? Well, the way that I got involved was with my teacher. Uh, She actually nominated me, and so I got a fancy letter in the mail, and it had this (laughs) super cool gold seal on it. I was so, so excited. So that's how I found out about it, but I know that there's other conferences that are just open where you can register. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of different ways to get involved. Just the Pacific conferences that I've been to, most of them have been closed, and you have to have a nomination, but it really just depends on the ones that you're interested in. And what kind, What was your most memorable moment at a conference? <laughs> like, what is one thing or funny thing that happened that you'll never forget? Hmm, I'm trying to think. I know that me and my roommates, I've never had a bad roommate experience, which I'm pretty lucky about. All of them have been pretty fantastic. And so I know that me and my roommates, actually this one time, I don't know if I should say, but we ordered a whole bunch of room service. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The last night of one of our conferences, we were allowed to, though. We talked to our counselor before. So she said it was okay. It was the last night. And, you know, it was really, really funny because we had chocolate cake and we had (laughs) all this, like, crazy food. And it was a really, really fancy hotel. So it came on this little cart. And we were, like, so excited. And then the next morning, everyone was like, did you guys order room service? And we were like, oh, no, of course not. <laughs> we did. So it, it was really, really fun. I have to say that's probably one of the best memories just with the people because it was something really funny that we did. Yeah. Um. How, do you guys all have counselors in the room? Like, how does that work? Well, actually, we had a counselor on each floor. And so obviously, um, if it was a conference with boys and girls, the yeah. boys would be on whole different floors. And you don't have to worry about that. I know a lot of parents get a little bit nervous about yeah. that. You don't have to worry about that. It's really super closely guarded. And I mean, the kids that are attending these conferences are very educational. And they're, you know, it's it's a really, really great experience. And there's not really too much to worry about. But we did get our own rooms. And we had about two roommates. Most of the conferences that I've been to, we have one to two roommates. Usually, if it gets over that, it can get a little bit hectic, especially if it's all girls and we're all using the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> to up. It can get a little bit stressful, but uh, it's nothing to worry about. That's good. I haven't ever been to one of these conferences where you sleep over, so I'll be really excited next time I get the opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a bit different just because I feel like you get a little bit closer with the people there, um, especially your roommates, because you're spending a pretty long time with them, especially if you're just meeting them for the very first time. Yeah. Um, that are almost two weeks long you're spending hours and hours with (laughs) you're bound to at least make one friend so I know a lot of my friends that were attending conferences for the first time were like oh I'm going and I don't know anyone what if I don't meet anyone what if I don't make any friends and I'm like trust me you will make a ton of friends I know some of the different conferences I I went to there's been 
at least a few hundred people. So out of a few hundred, I'm sure you'll make a few. <laughs> and what do you do at these conferences? Well, at my very first conference, it was a lot of book work, and it took place in Washington, D.C., and so we did a little bit of sightseeing, but that wasn't, like, the main intent of the yeah. conference, but it was still really neat being able to do that, especially because there were a few people from Hawaii and, like, super, super far away, so they were so excited about wow. seeing the White House, so we yeah, needed to yeah. stop there, which was really cool, and... We do a lot of debates, and actually at my school, we don't have a debate team or anything like that, so I really enjoy that aspect of it. And it's a lot of critical thinking, and we always have speakers there, so it really depends on the type of conference that you're going to, because each of them have a theme. I know that you went to a journalism yeah. conference. I'm sure that one was obviously <laughs> focused on journalism, and just depending on the conference that you go to, the schedule is really going to vary. Okay. That's cool because I don't know how you would spend a whole like two weeks, but it sounds really fun. Yes, it definitely, definitely is. And they really jam-pack your schedule. I know some mornings we actually had to wake up at like 7 a.m. We had breakfast at like 7.30 and then we wouldn't actually get back to the hotel or wherever we were staying. Most of the ones I went to were at hotels because it's very convenient with the conference rooms. Yeah. We wouldn't end up getting back to our room until, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> and so the days were very jam-packed, and we had a lot to do during the day. And I'm glad you had such a great experience at youth conferences. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Young Ju and I will be right back after a short break. So visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check us out on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash blog slash be the starry bar radio. Don't go away. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. You. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juwan. And today we're talking about youth conferences on our radio program. Caitlin and I have both been to youth conferences in the past, and we've had great experiences. Well, I'm really excited to introduce our next guest because she's actually one of my best friends. Laura Marjoram and I met at the National Young Leaders Conference Alumni Program in Boston. Laura's 16 and she lives in, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sorry, Vincennes, Indiana, where she was a sophomore at Vincennes Lincoln High School. She has attended six conferences from the Congressional Youth Leadership Council. In her free time, she participates in theater, musicals, dance, and choir. She's also part of the National Society of High School Scholars. Hello, Laura, and welcome to Express Yourself. Hi. Okay, so Laura, I know that you've been to quite a few conferences, six actually, so can you just tell us a little bit about each of them? I know that we just went to the inaugural conference together, which was so much fun, so maybe if you just want to tell us um, a little bit about some of the ones that you've attended. Yeah, so my first conference was Junior NYLC, which is Junior National Young Leaders Conference, which is in D.C., and the majority of that program is just visiting the different monuments and just starting to learn about leadership. And then the second program that I, I attended was Junior National Young Leaders Alumni Boston, which is where I met Caitlin. Um, and then the next two conferences I went to was a state conference, which was in my state capital, so Indianapolis. And then my, my conference after that was NYLC, which was National Young Leaders Conference, and that was about a week in Washington, D.C., and we had just a lot more freedom. And then finally was my inaugural conference. And since you've been to so many conferences, what's your favorite part about them? I think just meeting everyone, because everyone has such a unique background. And it's just so incredible because you make these connections with all these um, different people and you would find things in common that you would never even think of. Yes, exactly. I know that me and you actually met Kennedy, who lives in Europe. So that was so cool. And I think that there's nobody at my school from Europe or around the world. Everyone was just born in South Jersey. So it's really cool going to these conferences and meeting people from all around the world. So how exactly did you begin going to conferences? Um, in sixth grade, I was nominated by my social studies teacher, Mr. Connor, to go to junior NYLC. And my family decided it would be a great experience for me. And so at 12 years old, I went to DC and I had an incredible, incredible experience. And well, how has this changed the perspective, your perspective of the world around you? I think it's just that my eyes have been opened more to everything around me about the world and everything. And I was just shocked at how diverse people were um, in their political views, because all you see on TV is people who are on, who are completely on one side or another. But I felt, and I felt like those who are independent in their views were one in a million. But there's actually a lot more people willing to compromise than what meets the eye. Yes, definitely, definitely. So how has conferences changed you personally? I think it's showed me to try not to stereotype and how much stereotypes can really be wrong. Um, the activities at conferences, through them, I've learned that nobody, like, everyone has gone through something that you have. Like, you're not alone. It's 
you're never alone. You always have someone to talk to and there's someone that has, can understand what you're going through and it's just really easy, easy to connect. And what was your first conference like? Were you super nervous or were you excited? What were you expecting? I was so nervous and I had no idea what to expect. And when I first got there, I really got confused on directions and I actually ended up missing my first meeting. Oh but I found everyone and they showed me where my group was and I began to participate and meet the people in my group and it was just so much fun. Yes, definitely. I was actually just talking about my whole conference uh, experience on the segment before this, and I was just talking about how roommates can be so nerve-wracking, but I think once you get there, it's just such a cool experience. So, what places have you been to because of the conferences? Um, a lot of DC's monuments, the museum, um, I spent the night on the USS Massachusetts, oh. <laughs> um, been to Salem, Massachusetts. Greenpeace headquarters, Georgetown, Smithsonian's, Kennedy Center, Florida the House of Representatives, Supreme Court, and I went to the 2013 presidential inauguration on Capitol Hill. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and I just have to add that actually me and Laura were both on that ship together, and I was, like, so nervous because I had obviously never really spent the night on a boat. I had never done anything. It wasn't, like, a cruise or anything fancy like that. It was, you know, just a boat, but... It was really, really neat, and I just have to add that I was, like, so nervous about it. <laughs> and what's so unique about the friendships made at conferences? Because, like, you can spend as... Because sometimes you have to get really early for some of the trip, get up really early for some of the trips. So you can spend as much as, like, 15 hours a day with these people, and people aren't afraid to be themselves while they're there. So if you're completely yourself and someone doesn't like you it's okay because after the conference you won't really see them again but if they like you and you're completely yourself then you've just made a lifelong friend yes yes so are there any aspects of the conferences that you would like to add or change well usually the breakfast but <laughs> other than that i think it really depends for each conference they're also different like my state conference was about four groups of 20 kids but my inaugural conference was 2,000 kids and just the teen version of the conference because there was two other versions of the conference for college and middle school students about the same size going on at the exact same time and some conferences leave the building others don't travel at all but i think one thing everyone wishes at the end of the conference is that we could all spend more time with each other so is there anything that happens during the conferences that you don't like? I think the thing that bugs me would be the people who attend and refuse to participate because they think it's stupid or they sulk the whole trip because their mom made them come. I mean, you get as much out of the conferences as you put in, and if you put your all into it, you'll have a good time. And what do kids get out of the conferences when they go? Um, well, more followers in, on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> friends, Facebook, phone numbers. But they also getting get like a new understanding of the world around them, and they find out what they can do to help in their communities. A sense of independence. They also build self esteem and can become more outgoing. Like at one of my conferences, um, on the last day, a boy in my group and a new friend of all of ours told us about how back at his school he's considered the nerd and like he doesn't really to talk to anyone. But during the conference, he felt more confident, and we all knew he was a lot more outgoing. And I think everyone just gained something different out of the conferences. And you and Caitlin have obviously become lifelong friends because of a conference. And you guys talk about how you guys can impact the world, or do you guys ever plan to go to the same conferences? Yeah, um, we plan yeah, to we, go to <laughs> inaugural together. <laughs> 
but yeah, so we both met up at the inauguration, which is so, so cool. I definitely think it was neat because I was actually there with my best friends and we were able to experience this monumental program together. So that's just my input from it. But um, actually, over Christmas break, I also flew out and saw Laura, which was so cool because I got to see her town and her house and her school. So that was really thrilling. And I know when I was out there, we definitely did talk about some pretty deep stuff. And I know I talked a lot about my charity and how I want to change the world. And I think that me and Laura both have a lot of common interests about making an impact. So I know that we certainly discussed that a bit. Yeah, we definitely did. (laughs) Yeah, we also talked about, like, hair and makeup and all that kind of stuff, too. (laughs) I feel like a lot of um, my friends, like, at home in my town, uh, they think that I, like, go to these conferences and I'm wearing, like, you know, shoulder pads and, like, you know, all this, like, fancy stuff and that we only do educational things. But, I mean, there's always the fun aspect of it, too. I know that when I flew out to Laura, we were talking about what dress we should wear to the gala and how we were going to do our hair. And it's a lot more than just the conferences i think that we have a friendship beyond that yeah and i definitely agree with that you guys talk a lot on a regular basis because as i was saying before it's hard to keep in touch with people you've only seen for like one day or like maybe a week yeah Um, we try to connect as much as we can i think like a lot over facebook and stuff and like on vacation like i know that me and caitlin will be able to see each other this summer and so i think things like that and having our parents like know each other now really helps being able to stay in contact. Yes, yes. I definitely think that, I mean, it's a little bit nerve-wracking, especially for your parents, because they don't know what's really going on at these conferences, and they don't really know uh, your friend's parents, whereas if you were friends with somebody in your town, um, they probably would know the parents. So when Laura went out to New York City, my mom and me went up, and we were able to meet her parents, and then I ended up flying out a little bit later to Indiana. So we made sure that our parents were comfortable with it before We went out to visit each other. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on and sharing about all your experiences at these conferences. And it's really awesome that you and Caitlin have developed this friendship because of conferences. And I'm Young Juwan. And and I'm Caitlin Darrow, and we're your teen hosts for today. During the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Express Yourself Teen Radio will be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. 
In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Here at Voice America Kids, our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Duan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Today we've been discussing the importance of attending youth conferences and conventions. Now my co-host Young Ju will share her experience of going to a recent journalism convention. Well, I was so excited to go to my very first convention. In April, I attended the high school journalism convention 2013, and it was being held in San Francisco. And since I am living in the Bay Area, it was just around, just like a 20-minute ride on our public transport to get there. So it wasn't far away, but it was still really exciting. And I wasn't able to go to the one, the high school journalism convention, the fall one in Texas, so I was excited to go to this one. There were over 5,000 people there, and I really wasn't sure what to expect. And the convention was held in a hotel. Like Caitlin was saying earlier, there's lots of convention rooms, and hotels are really big to host all these people. Most of these people aren't from the Bay Area. They're from all over. So hotels are really convenient. And... There were even a couple like famous reporters there and a lot of high school teachers there who were talking about their new ideas and what they were doing at their own school. And my favorite part about the convention was meeting so many people all dedicated and passionate about the same things that I was. And where else would I meet editors of high school newspapers from Wyoming and Boston? San Francisco City is so pretty and I love the city atmosphere so it was just fun being there in San Francisco with all these really cool people that you wouldn't be able to meet anywhere else. And although I do live here, I seldom visit. And so it was just exciting to be out in the city wearing your little name card and identifying with this huge group of people who all love the same things that you do. And at this convention, I thought I'd be learning about more like stylistic things and how to find stories and more like more things that were relevant to my journalism class. But I learned a lot of things that I hadn't expected for people to talk about. And I got so much inspiration from the real journalists working at the Chronicle who spent a whole year writing about the homelessness problems of San Francisco. Although it's not something that would help my skills as editor of the school paper or anything like that, it was really interesting to hear them talk about what they do in real life, like what real life journalists do, and just hear that their words had an impact to these people, which is really cool to hear about. 
I also met the social media representative of the documentary Misrepresentation, which I talked a few shows about. And that was also really unexpected because Misrepresentation was just kind of one of those documentaries that I saw, I was inspired by, and it's just like, oh, I'll never meet these people. But it was really cool seeing what social media representatives do. And conventions give you lots of new ideas and just new positive energy that you didn't really have before. My newspaper class is buzzing with this new energy from the convention. And another great thing about conventions is the free stuff. Colleges are there giving us things like t-shirts and buttons and candy. And the Jostens yearbook company was sponsoring this convention. So they were also giving stuff out like lanyards and t-shirts and even a press card. And unfortunately, since I do live in the Bay Area, I wasn't able to stay like overnight. But I heard some really cool stories from the people I met there about like the dinner dance and all the fun nighttime activities the convention was holding. And so I had a lot of fun being out in the city, and this one was my first one, but definitely not the last one. Awesome, and I know that both of us have such an interest in journalism, so I'm sure that the conference definitely benefited you. That's what it sounds like, but how long exactly was the convention since you could only stay uh, for a little bit? Yeah, uh, since it was during the school year, uh, the convention wasn't that long. It was from Thursday to Sunday, but my school only went on Friday, Saturday. And I know the one in Texas, the fall high school journalism convention, lasted a whole week. And there's another one in Boston uh, next fall, which I'm really looking forward to. Awesome. Will you be attending the one in Boston as well? Yes, I will be. I oh, think. that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's so far away, but I'm already really excited about it. Have you ever been to Boston? I know that me and Laura were just I have not. Trip. And I've heard wonderful things about Boston, the beautiful city that it is. So I'm really excited to be going to the East Coast for my first time as well. Yes, have lots of fun. So <laughs> how many people from your class actually went? Surprisingly, only like eight people went, which is really surprising because the convention was right there in San Francisco, which is really close. But... Out of the eight of us, I know we were all really inspired and ready to distribute our new ideas to the rest of the class. Awesome. So what were some of the things that you would change for the next convention? Well, I would definitely be prepared, more mentally prepared. Um, there were lots of segments there, and you could like choose which ones you wanted to go to. So I know I'll definitely go to ones that are more specialized. And the ones that seem really interesting, like the homelessness in San Francisco, um, because there are so many panels all happening at the same time, you don't really know which ones are good and which ones are not so good. So I think I'll have more experience like picking out which ones I want to go to. And what were the cons of the convention? Well, I would just say like uh, the cons were that it was really short. I was sad to be leaving my new friends and... Not being able to stay was a con, but I think when we go to Boston, that won't be a problem. Um, the free independence that you have also was sort of a sort of a con because on the first day, I was just wanted to see so many different things, so I didn't have time for lunch, and I was really tired. But it was a really, um, really great, worthwhile experience in the long run. 
So you said that you met a lot of people from near and far. So yes. what was one of the farthest places that you met someone that had uh, traveled to California? I know people were here from New York, which is on the other side of the country, so that was very far. I met a girl from Wyoming, and I've never met anyone from Wyoming before, so that was cool. There weren't that many international people, since it is just like a high school journalism convention in the U.S., but perhaps one day I'll, I'll go to like an international convention. That would be really, really interesting. That would be interesting. Are you looking forward to longer conferences in other cities or countries? I am looking forward to longer conventions and like sleeping there and getting the full like convention vibe. Yeah, I definitely feel like you get to know people a little bit better just yeah. because you're spending more time with them. I know Laura said literally you're with these people for like 15 hours, which yeah. can be a good thing and it can be <laughs> a bad thing, but mainly good. Yeah. So what was the takeaway? Do you want to be a journalist now? Well, I definitely am interested in journalism and, like, social media and, like, PR. And I definitely think that's one of the things I will do. But it was just really, really valuable seeing what actual people in this field do. I know a lot of people say, oh, this is what a journalist does. But it's different seeing, like, what a journalist actually does. And the takeaway was be yourself and look for – and everybody has a story – Unfortunately, we are out of time again, but thanks but so yes. much for letting me share my experience. Yes, yes, I'm so glad I got to hear all about it. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and we want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So be sure to email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And again, that's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community website at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works to our site for free, get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for our free newsletter, and make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. And I'm Young Juan. Thank you for always tuning in every week. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. And thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. It's been a pleasure bringing you our late life-changing program on Express Yourself. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you to our great guests. And until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. Find some place you remember. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. 